You know, I was reading a Kaiser Foundation report that says 70 percent of Americans now have confidence in the coronavirus vaccine. And I'm wondering, Dr. Tamillo, is that what you're seeing in your practice as your patients come to you? Uh, good morning, Freddie. Good morning. Uh, uh, thanks for having me. So I my practice is pretty varied. Um, I see a lot of different parts of our community. Uh, and I think like we see even in that survey that you referenced, it depends on the community you're talking to about their confidence in the vaccine and the, the questions they have. And so um, uh, it, it's really, really varied. I, I wouldn't say we're at 70 percent yet for every community. Everyone, we're talking with Dr. Nathan Chumalo, who is, uh, he specializes in pediatrics, internal medicine at Park Nicollet Clinic in Brookdale. And I'm just curious, uh, are you getting, a, what is the most prevalent question that you get from your patients right now? Yeah, I'd say uh, there's two questions. One is just about the speed, about how fast these COVID vaccines uh, were developed and, you know, uh, some concerns just about that. And then the other one would be about the newness of some of the, the shots, the new technology for like the Pfizer and Moderna shot in particular. So what do you say to allay those fears, doctor? Well, I start by sharing that I had similar concerns um, about the speed of the development and, and, and then as well as the new technology. And then I, you know, talk about how I have addressed those and, um, and, and where I landed and, and kind of provide resources. And so when we talk about the, the speed, uh, there's three things that, you know, I've learned by um, doing my own research, talking to experts I know, following experts I trust. Uh, and, and that is, you know, one, the technology itself uh, just allows for vaccines to be developed faster. They don't have to be grown in what's called a cell culture, which can take months. They can be um, written from the actual uh, DNA of the virus, and that uh, helps reduce the time there. Second is the money. You know, so there's tons of money that's been put into the development process. We usually don't see this type of money in vaccines because they aren't big money makers for the companies that make them. Mm -hmm. um, and so that money allowed uh, them to take several different steps. You might have heard of like clinical phase uh, or trial phase one, two, three. Uh, companies were basically able to start preparing for the next step before the first step was done, which usually they aren't just because money is a barrier. And there's a nice analogy I heard from one of my colleagues on uh, Twitter talked about, you know, if you were to have all your aunties over to clean your house, uh, your house would get cleaned faster and you wouldn't really be too concerned about the quality, you know, and that's the same thing with all these different scientists now having, you know, the money and funding and access to address this one problem allows it to go faster. And then the third one is that the fact we're in a pandemic. And so that actually helps because to know if a shot is effective and works, you actually have to be exposed to the virus. And so for some of these other, you know, infections, they're a little more rare and you have to wait a bit longer for, you know, a group of people to be exposed to know if the shot itself worked. But since we're in a pandemic, it's everywhere and we are able to find out a lot faster. Right, for sure. And the CDC has recently said that they've, they've, they're starting to release some data on some of the vaccines that have already been given. Have you uh, yourself given the vaccine? And if you have, have you gotten any feedback from your clients or your patients or anything? Yeah, so I, I'm also on the you know allocation um, 
the Minnesota Department of Health um, Vaccine Allocation Advisory Group, and that's the group that kind of helps determine um, who gets prioritized when as mm-hmm. we're rolling out the vaccine. And so right now we're still currently in our kind of 1A phase, which is healthcare workers um, and uh, those who are in long-term care facilities um, or congregate care facilities. And so uh, since I work uh, clinically just with um, kids, uh, I haven't uh, been given any vaccine yet, but I have had many of my colleagues in the healthcare field who have gotten it. Um, you know, most of all of them report little to no symptoms. The, you know, the most I've heard is some soreness, maybe some fevers and chills. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, I haven't had the you know personal experience uh, giving to my patients yet. But certainly, I've talked to lots of colleagues that have. In your opinion, do you feel that we're fighting a losing battle given how slow the vaccination process is unfolding across America? Because we're nowhere close to the 20 million shots by the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, you, you could say that our, our fight against COVID, you know, has been you know, fraught with lots of different uh, challenges that, you know, frankly, other countries uh, haven't had because of uh, issues with how it's been rolled out and how there's been a lack of leadership and trust in science from, you know, the top of the government. Um, you know, you know, that said, I, I do think we have an opportunity with these vaccines being approved to improve you know, from where we've been. And I think a lot of it is going to come with, you know, funding uh, to our, you know, local public health. We need uh, investment in people power because, you know, uh, a lot of this requires a lot of on-the-ground work from agencies that are already over-swamped with the response to everything else the COVID-19 is throwing at us, in addition to everything else they have to do to address our public health. And so, you know, I, I think there's, there is an opportunity to continue to improve, but, you know, I think we are behind where, you know, many thought we could be at this point. Dr. Chobolo, uh, you mentioned another country. The U.K. says that their country will be inoculated fully by the end of the spring. Uh, What does the timeline look like now for Minnesotans? That's a good question. You know, I think what we're hoping is that there'll be more and more, you know, vaccines approved because um, it's going to take more than just one vaccine uh, to, uh, you know, get everyone covered. Um, and so, so far here in the United States, the uh, Moderna and Pfizer vaccines have been approved and um, we're, you know, hope, hopeful that that will allow us to get our health care workforce, our, um, uh, you know, individuals in concrete care settings, um, you know, uh, vaccinated uh, within a couple months. But if you're thinking about getting everyone in Minnesota, you know, that includes kids. Um, and, you know, what I've been telling patients is that, you know, I anticipate that we're not going to really have a widely available vaccine, you know, for six to nine months uh, for children in addition to for adults. And, and then, you know, in addition to, you know, having the vaccine available, we have to have a lot of honest conversations to address folks' concerns around the vaccines to get them to take it up. And so I think, you know, um, it, at the end of 2021, I would be really happy if Minnesota, you know, was getting close to that 60 to 70 percent. But I think we've got a lot of steps to, to do to get there. We only have 30 seconds left. Can you give us confidence in vaccines, Dr. Chomolo? Absolutely. And so, again, I start by saying that I had my own questions. You know, I went and looked at the literature, educated myself. I talked to experts I know, people in my community I know, like Dr. Zeke McKinney, who runs one of the trials here. It really came out with the fact that, like other vaccines, I really trust the vaccine. You know, the the risk of getting COVID is so much higher than the risk of any side effects, long-term or short-term, from the vaccine. And so I really would place my bets with getting the vaccine over risking getting COVID. And you see that in 
how our communities are affected. One in 800 black Americans have died from COVID-19 today. Um, and so we, we have to really have these conversations with our community and, and find people we trust uh, to address our concerns. Working with the Minnesota Department of Health, Dr. Nathan Chomolo, internal medicine. He specializes in pediatrics from Brookdale Park. Nicolet, thank you for being with us this morning. Sure, and I just want to give a shout out. I actually I work for the Department of Human Services in our Medicaid program, but our Department of Health colleagues do a fantastic job. And thank you guys for helping me or having me on here today. Not a problem. Thank you so much. I like how he gave a shout out. I love that. That was pretty cool. Love that. Thanks a lot. That's what a doctor does. <laughs>